iOS and iPadOS 16.1 are here, along with macOS Ventura. On this episode of the Macworld Podcast, we'll talk about these new OS updates, and we'll also talk about the price hikes for Apple subscription services. Stay tuned. Welcome to the Macworld Podcast. I'm Roman Loyola, here with Jason Cross. Good morning. And Michael Simon. Hello, sir. Apple has released major updates to its operating systems. We have iOS 16.1, iPad OS 16.1. We also have macOS Ventura. So we're going to talk about the major features that were released. Now, actually, iOS 16 came out in September, but there were a lot of features that were delayed until this .1 release. There's I, there's kind of two things that stand out to me that's like, here here's things everyone's going to notice or use, right? Um, the iCloud shared photo library, a lot of people have wanted that for years and go, how come I can't have that? Like you can make a folder and share the folder and put images in there, but you can't just have a library that just, I shoot pictures and they go here and everybody in my share group is like, you get that. And and of course, everyone else in your group has to update too, but that's that's one of those people been wanting this for years kind of things. Um, and the other one is live activities. Those are notifications on your uh, lock screen uh, that continually update themselves instead of you getting a new notification every time something changes, every time the score changes, every time your food gets to another stage of being delivered, you get another notification. It's like one notification that animates and updates. I think it can either disappear or just turn into a static thing at the end. I don't remember. Now, if you have an iPhone 14 Pro, those live activities can go live up in the dynamic island when you're not phone's not locked and just show stuff up there too. So that's make sure... 14 Pro even better, but that's that's just the rare people who already ran out and bought the 14 Pro. <laughs> For everyone, will still get the the advantage of live activities. So those are the two things I think everyone's going to notice right away. Yeah, the the live activities for sure. Like it really changes the way you like approach notifications. Notifications, I mean, they're still a nuisance, and you know they're like that's just they're kind of their their thing. You know, unless you're really waiting for a text or a call or something like you, like you know, you, they pop up at the most inopportune times. But these particular things are things that you want to, like a sports score, as Jason was saying, like like a delivery, like the, like they're super useful and it's it's very clever, and um, it's gonna you know like pretty much just you know like alter the way we approach notifications and alerts on our phone. It's it's good stuff. Now apps need to update to use the new API to have live notifications. And they only work with certain things, but already um, the, some of the apps that have updated have done a lot of stuff that's clever with them. There's some workout apps that will show you like the next steps to your workout. Like you're doing this for 60 seconds. Now stop and breathe. Now do another set, you know, and that's just a live notification that updates. Uh, so you don't have to have your workout app like open and running. <laughs> Yeah, uh, timers, recipes, weather. Yeah, there's a, you know, there, there's some obvious ones that, and there's some that are going to uh, come down the line that are going to be a little bit more interesting. Jason has a story up today 
Um, I think we have 34 of them so far, and we'll, we'll, we'll keep, we'll keep looking at that as they come out. The most interesting one that I've seen so far is a thing, it's called, um, lock launcher. And it actually creates like little shortcuts on your, on your, um, lock screen, and you can use them to, to, to open apps. It was a, you know, it, it's been a widget for a while, and, and it's, be, it's become one of those. So, so they used to do that with widgets. Now they're also supporting live activities for that. Right. Exactly right. Yeah. That doesn't seem like a great use of live activities because live activities have time limits. So it's not always going to be on your lock screen. Like uh, something has to trigger to make it pop up. So I wonder if you can set the triggers like and how long that live activity stays up with your shortcuts to apps or whatever on it. Like every time I go to this location, can you geofence them? Like every time I go to this location, pop up, pop up a live activity for an hour that has these shortcuts on it, you know, stuff like that. I, I, I'm curious about it. I think there's a 12 hour limit or something like that on live activities. So it's not like it'll stay on your screen like the widgets do. Yeah. I'm not a hundred percent sure. I'd, I'd have to look, but um, you know, I just checked it out real quick. And it's just a neat way to kind of enhance the just the utility of the lock screen a little bit more. There'll be a lot of these, you know, flash in the pen type things that oh that's cool, and then you know they'll evolve all the yeah all people kind of overusing it maybe. Sure, sure. Stuff like uh, carrot weather, which it's always they are always first on all these new OS features and stuff like that. They have it. It's only if you have the premium sub, but. It does a thing where it pops up when you have when you have a weather event. So if it starts raining, it pops up a card that shows like the rain and how much longer it's going to rain, and then it goes away when the weather event's over, or snow or whatever it is. So that's kind of a neat idea. I'm excited about the uh, battery percentage indicator in sixteen one. <laughs> that's fair. I mean, it, they they brought it uh, to some phones in iOS sixteen. And in 16.1, they, they're bringing it to – number one, they're bringing it to a bunch more phones. They're, it's going to come to the iPhone XR, the iPhone 11, the 12 mini, the 13 mini, which didn't get it in 16. They're also tweaking it so that the little battery icon will reduce as your battery goes down. It won't just show a number on a full battery until it gets down to like 20% or whatever. This is a small change, but I kind of – it's kind of a change I kind of wanted is that you can remove the wallet app now. I love and use the wallet app constantly. It's like, it's one of my like six apps that are actually on my home screen because <laughs> things like my gym card and all that stuff are in that. But it, it's nice for people who don't to just not have it hanging around. Uh, Clock, Find My, and Fitness, I believe, are also apps that you can now delete in the. Uh 16, iOS 16. You know, I, I could see like people who say you have kids and you're giving them a phone and you, you know, you don't want them to have the wallet app. Yeah. For whatever reason. The uh, customized lock screen or home screen, you can now customize either the lock screen or home screen before you, it was. You could do them separately, but it was awkward. You had to set the home screen one and then. I mean, the lock screen one. And then at the end, it would say, do you want to do both? And then you had to, it was awkwardly phrased and you had to say no if you didn't want to. And then it would change the home screen. It's, now you just get like a lock screen and a home screen. I kind of like that blur option that they have. Like, so it'll take your lock screen photo and just blur it behind yeah. your home screen. It's, it's, it's nice. But I, yeah, 
it was weirdly worded and it kind of made it seem like if you don't accept this, then you can't do either one. So it's, it's, it's better this way. Uh, stage manager is now available on the iPad. For people who don't know, stage manager has, I guess, created some controversy in the community for people who are, you know, really serious about their iPad usage. It's not good. <laughs> Yeah, I was gonna say it's not be, it's not executed as well as it. Yeah, it's a funny thing. Like I expected all along that stage matter would just be like they did it with um, Universal Control last year. They just said it's, it's not coming out until sometime next year, and we want to get it right. But you know, the, I guess they're happy with it. But yeah, there are issues, both buggy issues and just complete and total like conceptual issues. Yeah, some of how it works is unintuitive or limiting in a really awkward way. It's it's much better on the Mac, but then again, you don't need it on the Mac because you have full windowing all the time. It's got problems just sort of con- conceptually and from its like design problems. But then even if that was working, it's buggy. This is something that really needed more time in the oven. And I, I'm with you, Mike. I'm surprised they didn't pull it from from the final releases and say like, okay, Maybe 16.2 or 16.3. It's, you know, just not there yet. Uh, Jason Snell wrote a story for us a couple months ago, maybe a couple weeks ago. And, you know, he, he just – the, the crux of his argument is that basically this is very important and Apple is really messing it up. You know, so like we know it's not really working great, so we're going to turn it off. If you're a regular person with an iPad – and again, you do need a newer iPad, M1, M2 – or the uh, 12Z, 12X iPad Pro. So it's it's an expensive iPad. It's not like someone's gonna gonna have a a, a second gen iPad. Yeah, Air I think the on, cheapest way you can get in is an iPad Air. But if you turn that on, and you know, all of a sudden you're like, well, this stinks. You know, it's not working properly. It's not intuitive. How come when it's, I put my limiting. app in Stage Manager, my keyboard gets all messed up, and just all these? Yeah, it's limiting. When I resize something, it doesn't work how I expect it to. Just that, yeah, that, that's that's well, that almost seems like it's the way it's designed, and it's yeah, it's 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 just wonky. But if this is the way of the future, which it seems as though it is, people are going to try it out, just turn it off, and then that's it. Like you get one shot at this. Like people are, you that's know, they, they, they yeah, they're not going to go back and try. Oh well, let me try it now because Apple says it's better. Navigation and, and, and multitasking, like people develop these, this muscle memory and for better or worse, the iPad, you know, people work a certain way. It's never been great, but people have the way to work. Same thing on the Mac. Like I have no idea why they brought stage managers in the Mac. I don't know who's going to use it because we, even if you haven't been using a Mac for, for as many years as we have, you still have a set way of doing things and it's good. You know, the, the windows are great and, you know, everything is everything works very well. This isn't like a feature that adds to that. It's an either-or type of thing. I mean, maybe people will use it. I just don't see the point on the Mac. So, it's an iPad thing. And it's just Apple didn't get it right. And it's, it's frustrating because it is exciting. And it is kind of what we've wanted all along. But it's also not. <laughs> I, think it's, I think it probably exists on the Mac mostly so that – they can keep these things in sync to where eventually it's going to be like, I've got a set of stages on my iPad and I just mm-hmm. want to open them on my Mac. I have all the same apps and and they're just going to open that way. You know, it's not there yet, but I think they're just trying to keep those things in sync so that they work together that way. There was a, a crazy rumor end of last week that said Apple's working on a version of Mac OS 14 for the iPad Pro. So, 
you know, whether or not that's true or not, I'm sure, as, as you say, that these things are in development and, and at least in the research and development stage at Apple. So, stage manager, I mean, go ahead and try it out but uh, and turn it off if you want to. <laughs> you just turn it on or off. But I just caution you that the more time you spend with it and start using different apps, especially things that like apps that run in compatibility mode. Well, now, why does it make all my other windows have black borders? Like all my non-compatibility mode apps, and just just expect some weirdness and some and some problems. Uh, Federico Vitici of uh, Mac Stories, who he's been like the number one iPad champion uh, for productivity for work. I mean, he's a he's a big time user. He wrote yesterday: Stage Manager for iPad is confusing, buggy, and missing key features for pro users. Apple needs to fundamentally rethink it. I mean, that's a that's a that's a harsh indictment. <laughs> I feel bad for the development teams because I, they can't come out and talk about, you know, Apple's so secretive and quiet. They can't come out and say, well, this was our intention. This is what we wanted to do. This is where it's going. We're, we're just not there yet or, or anything like that. It's it's just kind of radio silence from them. They have to be very frustrated seeing the reception that it's getting. Yeah, I remember – well, I remember it was last month, but when Dynamic Island came out, um, the, one of the people who worked on it, you know, he tweeted like, like this, like I've been doing this for like two years and this is so exciting that you get to see it and use it and love it. And this is completely the opposite. I'm Isn't sure they've been working on it just as long. Time, like Apple released two new, completely new, like fundamental user interface dynamics, right? And one of them blew everyone away. Part, partly because we were surprised by it. Nobody had any idea it was coming. But we also didn't know that with Stage Manager. Yeah, Stage Manager was, was new. When we saw it demoed, it was like, oh, all right, this is cool. Yeah. Let's, yeah, let's everyone was everyone was on board from the WWDC demo. <laughs> and then when the betas came out, they were like, okay, first beta. All right. <laughs> um, the good stuff in iPad OS 16.1, the, the, the weather app is nice. <laughs> I like I like that. I mean, it's ridiculous that we're talking about it in 2022 after 12 years, but yes, it's it's great. <laughs> and a, a bunch of the apps, um, starting with Apple's apps uh, pages, numbers, and stuff, and then uh, other developers are going to use it too. Um, they're they're calling them desktop class, which basically means that they're closer to the Mac with the way menus operate and the way uh, the way um, you know like uh, files open, things like that. There's a lot of stuff that was in iOS 16 that since this is the first release of the 16 generation for iPad, they're just new here. Like all the new stuff in mail, unsending messages and all that stuff, all the editing iMessages, new stuff in Safari, saving the groups and stuff like that. Like all, You all don't those get the lock screen weird. stuff though, unfortunately. Yeah, you don't get any of the lock screen stuff. It's going to be a year behind just like uh, App Library was. <laughs> Uh, yeah, all those live text things like, you know, copying live text out of photos or, or cutting the subject out of an image automatically and all those things that were in the iOS 16 release. There was no iPadOS 16 release, so those are new in 16.1. And a lot of those things that you just mentioned are new in Ventura as well. So live, live text, pass keys. Weather app. I've used the weather widget. In my little, you know, click your little clock and have the side slide in or on your touchpad drag in from the side. I've used that forever. 
And I've, it's always frustrating me that if I clicked on it, I ended up going to a website. <laughs> so that it's their weather app now. It's very nice. It's got a lot of features and a lot of detail you can click in on. It looks good. Also, iCloud shared photo libraries on Ventura. So you need to have Ventura iOS 16.1 and iPadOS 16.1 mm-hmm. in order to use the iCloud photo. Shared photo library. I think you mentioned that earlier, but I just want to reiterate that. Uh, the new continuity con- camera. Yeah, I was going to say that. just said it. Continuity camera is an umbrella term for a bunch of features, but the new feature in it is using your iPhone as a webcam. That, that, that's like the main, the main new Ventura only feature is a continuity, other than stage manager, but that's on the iPad too. I'm doing it right now. It looks awesome. Yeah, I can I can attest to that. Like he usually uses um, just a Logitech webcam, which is good. It's good, but there's nothing compares to like an iPhone 14 Pro camera. Like it's so clear. Yeah. It's like it's like I'm looking at in, in a window. Especially in lower light, it's considerably better than even the newest Mac webcams. And yeah, it's crystal clear. All the iPhones that are supported have an ultra wide camera. Um, if you go to the little control center in your Mac, you'll have effects you can turn on, like studio light or portrait mode, which blurs the background. There's So you get center stage. It'll do the ultra wide and like follow you around. Um, and desk view, which takes the ultra wide and it uses a crop of your face for the webcam, but then it opens a second window of the desk in front of you flipped around 180 so that it's right side up for people. There are all these clips you can buy uh, to like clip your iPhone to the top of your Mac. Those are awesome. The downside is your, your iPhone's out of commission. It's basically locked while you have it up in webcam mode. Yeah, so it, it, it's either a ploy to get people to buy two iPhones or to just hold on to their iPhone for another for an extra year while they buy a second one next year. And the other th- nice thing about it is it's wireless. You don't have to plug in your – as long as you don't get too far away from your Mac, you can literally like move your camera around. A little thing from I- – not just iOS 16, but all the OSs from here going on um, is you don't need an Apple Watch for Fitness Plus anymore. It's you just need an iPhone. Oddly enough, I mean, you can use it on your Mac or your, I mean, your Mac on your, um, your iPad or your Apple TV, but you first need an iPhone to sign up. The sign up will only be on your iPhone. After that, you can just open the fitness app on the TV or your iPad. Yeah. I don't know how many people are using fitness, but I can tell you a lot more people will use it now that it's not. Apple Watch isn't required. Yes. Yep. Because they're just fitness videos. I mean, you're watching a video and and going along with it. It's nice to have the real-time metrics on the screen, but that's really not necessary here. (laughs) Yeah. it's Well, it's just like – it just augments it. If you have an Apple Watch, it's better. But to limit it to Apple Watch was always always strange to me. So Apple released updates to watchOS and tvOS as well. Although I have to admit, I don't know what's new in watchOS. Do you guys know what's new well, in watchOS? Not, not a ton, but the biggest thing is there's like a new battery life enhancer mode. Um, so Apple says uh, battery life extended during uh, outdoor workout running and hiking workouts with the ability to reduce the frequency of heart rate and GPS readings on a Series 8, 2nd Gen SE, and Apple Watch Ultra. 
if you use it a lot for outdoor workouts, uh, you'll get slightly better battery life. And it also on has those the, newer uh, devices. On on those three newer devices, yeah. Yeah. And it also supports Matter, which we haven't really talked about because I don't really understand it. <laughs> but it's a new it's a new smart home standard that's will be good at some point. I'll very briefly give you the what's mat what what is matter. Matter is just instead of having HomeKit, that's for HomeKit and Google Home compatibility for Google Home and App and Amazon for Amazon and Samsung Smart Things. Matter is just the cross compatibility standard. If you buy something that says works with Matter, it's going to work with your Samsung Smart Things. It's going to work with Google Home. It's going to work with Amazon Alexa. It's going to work with it. So that's that's all it is. Uh, devices need to come out though. So it's like this is the OS support. Now devices need to. Some devices will get firmware updates. Some you'll have, will be new devices that come out, but it's the beginning of the end of having to look for that stupid badge and go like, oh, this one doesn't work with HomeKit, or oh, this one works with HomeKit and Alexa, but not Google Home or any of that stupid nonsense. Yeah, it, it'll mostly be new devices. There'll be some that get updated. Yeah, there's it, like all the stuff. Eero stuff. I think is mostly getting updated. A handful of the Nest things are getting updated. Yeah, for the most part, it's going to be new devices. TVOS, actually, I, I mentioned it, but did it actually get released, TVOS 16? Yeah, there th- has the shared photo stuff, some new Siri things, nothing nothing major. The, the, the Fitness Plus thing now, too, that you don't have to use a watch. So there's, you know, there's, some, there's some more some stuff there. And it's also a hub for the Matter stuff. Which, it's always been a home hub. Yeah, but now it's like the main, like Apple's pushing that as like the main thing. It used to be an iPad or an Apple TV, now it's an Apple TV. Yeah, Apple TV or HomePod. The main thing that's new in 16.1 for for the TV is that is the Siri stuff. Now Siri is it doesn't take up the whole bottom of the screen. It's like off on the side and puts little things on comes to the side. And it will recognize different voices the way a HomePod will. If I said what should I watch to to it and my wife said what should I watch, it will recognize her name and her voice and her watch history and pop up a different list. So with all these new operating systems out, should people run out and update right now? Stop listening and go update your devices or should they wait? I mean, iOS 16 and iPad OS 16.1, I'd say yes. Because that's a point one. Even though the iPad is its first release, Apple, there's a ton of security updates with this. There's um, a bunch of bug fixes, performance improvements. Like, you know, it's as if it's the second release of iPad. Uh, OS 16 because... Yeah, just don't use Stage Manager. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Right, flip that box off. Um, Ventura is a judgment call. You know, Macs Macs are important. That first release of any Mac OS is always like, "Mm, should I? We haven't seen anything. We haven't heard anything of people having major problems, but that doesn't mean they're not out there. I assume within a week or two, there'll be... You know, Ventura 13.0.1 that fixes something or some things that are nagging. If you're really excited about iCloud shared photo library, then you, you have to update yeah. to Ventura. Yeah, that's, that's true. 16.1. And, and all your so. other sharing people. <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh, I actually have the reason why you should update to Ventura okay. right now. Is because Clarice the dog cow is back. Ah, yes. Page setup window. That's true. There is one. 
<laughs> so longtime Mac users who miss Claris the dog cow and you know miss miss it dearly can see it again in page setup. It's always fun when Apple throws those random Easter eggs from like yeah. three three decades ago and <laughs> yeah. new stuff. Or does things like restoring the startup chime. Like, yeah. oh, why do you right. ever why yeah. even ever make it right. go? Well, I'm glad it's back. Yeah. <laughs> right. I just want the new Mac Pros to have the light up Apple logo again. So I think in general, six if you've updated to iOS iPad OS sixteen, go for Well, for sure that dot one. Yes. Right. If you have if you if your iPhone have iOS sixteen, absolutely. Or if you, I would say, even if you've been waiting, if you're on fifteen dot whatever, and you were like, I'm not ready for sixteen yet, this is a good time to jump in. They fixed most of the problems and added most of the missing features. If you're running macOS Monterey, you can wait. You can update. I I have no hesitation telling people to upgrade now, but I also like to tell people wait for the first update. Because that's when bugs get addressed. But you've been you've been using it for a while, and you haven't seen anything that's like, well, this is concerning. We should we should wait. Yeah, it, it always comes down to like third party compatibility and stuff like that. We'll have articles on our website if you're looking for more information on these operating systems. If you subscribe to Apple TV Plus, Apple Music, or some other Apple service. You might be surprised to learn that Apple actually raised the prices on these services. Fitness Plus is still $10 a month, but Apple TV Plus is going up and so is Apple Music. So Apple Music went from $9.99 to $10.99 mm-hmm. per month. And Apple TV Plus went from $4.99 to $6.99. Yeah, which is $2 or uh, 40%, which is, you know, 2 bucks isn't much. 40%. That's pretty significant for a year to year for whatever it is uh, increase. Apple was the by far the cheapest service, and it's still one of the. I think the only other things close are the ad supported Hulu or whatever. You know, I mean, they said, "Hey, it's we launched it at a low price because the library was just getting started out, and now that we have a whole bunch of stuff." Which is kind of what everybody told said. Like when it came out, it was only four ninety nine. We were like, "That's not going to last." Yeah, they they do. They have a ton of a ton of shows. I mean, for, if you watch it, seven dollars a month is not. Uh, you're certainly getting your money's worth if you watch. I don't know three. There's there's a, there, there's a lot on there, and they're you know they're good. I, I was thinking about like what's my red line for when I stop paying. Like I have Apple One. I have the Apple One bundle. I think Jason does too. Mm-hmm. That went from thirty to thirty-two. If it goes to like forty, do I do I do I stop? Like I don't know what my red light is for when I stop paying for this stuff. Fitness Plus and News Plus are not don't have enough worth for me. Like I use them because I have them in free in the bundle, but I wouldn't pay for them separately. But I get enough value from the giant ball of two terabyte shared mm-hmm. online storage and and music and TV Plus. That it's kind of worth it, like because I I do I have a full family of six people using my shared family stuff. Yeah, me too. Have access and use it and share my stuff. So share the storage and all. I'm the perfect sort of use case for <laughs> for Apple One. Music, TV, and and as Jason said, the, the the iCloud is absolutely worth it. Still at 32, probably still at 35 if it goes up in, in next year, or the year after. Um, beyond that, we'll see. <laughs> and what's going to happen when? Uh- isn't this rumored to be season three, the last season of Ted Lasso? Yes. Yes. 
is that the kind of show that drives like a spike, like Stranger Things or something does for Netflix? I don't, I don't really know. Apple doesn't. They're very, it's very much a black hole with their subscriber numbers and with the bundles and the free stuff. And if you know, I just I don't know what their numbers are or if they go up and down based on the shows that are released. I don't know. It got a surprising amount of buzz when it was released. I still didn't like talk to people who aren't all in the tech industry and stuff and be like, are you watching Ted Lasso? And they're like, what? And I'll be like, it's on Apple Apple TV Plus. And they're like, I don't know what that is. Apple has a TV service? <laughs> yeah. So I'm not sure. Now, a couple of years on, people seem to know that that's a service. And people like, if you say there's an Apple TV Plus show, they'll like, Oh, okay. And and they, they know what it is. Maybe they have it, maybe they don't. Like the awareness is going up. Yeah, they've won a few a few awards and they've gotten some buzz, but it's still not at like so this last uh baseball season, I mean when uh, what was it? It was it was the, when Aaron Judge was going for his, his home run record. There was all sorts of people like I'm not I'm not signing up for Apple TV just to watch this and uh, the the Attorney General in New York was like put it on the, the Yes Network like she issued a statement like it's still not like respected as like a regular and the like, funny thing was you didn't have to no it was free <laughs> it was it was not only free but you also didn't even need an Apple account like a free Apple account you could just go watch it without logging in. It was behind any kind of paywall or authentication or something. I mean, Amazon does, you know, Amazon has Thursday Night Football. Nobody blasts them for showing, uh, you know, it's, it's just Apple still doesn't, they still seen as like, well, this um, big giant corporate behemoth who's just taking away the things we like. Not like little Amazon. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, I just think people don't care about, if it was Sunday Night Football, people would freak out. No, it's because nobody cares about Thursday. I, I tell you what I think. Apple's next big shot at getting buzz that gets subscribers is is the John Stewart show. The first the first season of Problem with John Stewart was shaky. They've polished up and improved the pacing and writing and stuff a lot in the second season, which is just two or three episodes in now. But it's tackling topical issues and getting real interviews with high end people and. Uh, you know, the first episode was talking to the attorney general of Arkansas about their trans rights bill and stuff like that. That blew up online. I mean, he's gunning for John Oliver's Emmy because it's such topical stuff, because it's always about like some societal political issue or something like that. It has a real chance of kind of blowing up every now and then online, getting a lot of social uh, media attention and everything. That does it for this episode of the Macworld Podcast, episode 814. Thanks to Jason Cross. Thank you. Thanks to Michael Simon. Thank you, sir. And thanks to you, the audience. Thank you for tuning in. You can subscribe to the Macworld Podcast in the podcast app on Spotify, on Amazon Music, or through any other podcast app. If you have any comments or questions, send us an email at podcast at macworld.com or contact us through Twitter. That's at Macworld or on the Macworld Facebook page. Join us in the next episode of the Macworld Podcast as we talk about the latest in the world of Apple. See you next time. <laughs> <laughs>